0: Hi, I'm Calvin Whetstone. It's November 3rd, and this is the Bible in a Year with Maple City Chapel. The readings for today are Ezekiel chapter 7 through chapter 9, Hebrews chapter 5, Psalms 105, 1 through 15, and Proverbs 26, 28. Ezekiel chapter 7. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, this is what the sovereign Lord says to Israel. The end is here. Wherever you look, east, west, north, or south, your land is finished. No hope remains, for I will unleash my anger against you. I will call you to account for all your detestable sins. I will turn my eyes away and show no pity. I will repay you for all your detestable sins. Then you will know that I am the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says Disaster after disaster is coming your way. The end has come, it has finally arrived, your final doom is waiting. O people of Israel, the day of your destruction is dawning. The time has come. The day of trouble is near. Shouts of anguish will be heard on the mountains, not shouts of joy. Soon I will pour out my fury on you and unleash my anger against you. I will call you to account for all your detestable sins. I will turn my eyes away and show no pity. I will repay you for all your detestable sins. Then you will know that it is I, the Lord, who is striking the blow. The day of judgment is here. Your destruction awaits. The people's wickedness and pride have blossomed to full flower. Their violence has grown into a rod that will beat them from their wickedness. None of these proud and wicked people will survive. All their wealth and prestige will be swept away. Yes, the time has come. The day is here. Buyers should not rejoice over bargains, nor sellers grieve over losses, for all of them will fall under my terrible anger. Even if the merchants survive, they will never return to their businesses. For what God has said applies to everyone. It will not be changed. Not one person whose life is twisted by sin will ever recover. The trumpet calls Israel's army to mobilize, but no one listens. For my fury is against them all. There is war outside the city and disease and famine within. Those outside the city walls will be killed by enemy swords. Those inside the city will die of famine and disease. The survivors who escaped the mountains will moan like doves, weeping for their sins. Their hands will be ha- will hang limp. Their knees will be weak as water. They will dress themselves in burlap. Horror and shame will cover them. They will shave their heads in sorrow and remorse. They will throw their money in the streets, tossing it out like worthless trash. Their silver and gold won't save them on that day of the Lord's anger. It will neither satisfy nor feed them, for their greed can only trip them up. They were proud of their beautiful jewelry, and used it to make detestable idols and vile images. Therefore, I will make all their wealth disgusting to them. I will give it as plunder to foreigners, to the most wicked of nations, and they will defile it. I will turn my eyes from them as these robbers invade and defile my treasured land. Prepare chains for my people, for the land is bloodied by terrible crimes. Jerusalem is filled with violence. I will bring the most ruthless of nations to occupy their homes. I will break down their proud fortresses and defile their sanctuaries terror and trembling will overcome my people they will look for peace but not find it calamity will follow calamity rumor will follow rumor they will look in vain for a vision from the prophets they will receive no teaching from the priests and no counsel from the leaders the king and the prince will stand helpless weeping in despair and the people's hands will tremble with fear and i will bring on them the evil they have done to others and they will receive the punishment they rich so richly deserve then they will know that i am the lord Ezekiel chapter 8. Then on September 17th, during the sixth year of King Jehoiakim's captivity, while the leaders of Judah were in my home, the sovereign Lord took hold of me. I saw a figure that appeared to be a man. From what appeared to be his waist down, he looked like a burning flame. From the waist up, he looked like a gleaming amber. He reached out with what seemed to be a hand and took me by the hair. Then the spirit lifted me up into the sky and transported me to Jerusalem in a vision from God. I was taken to the north gate of the inner courtyard of the temple where there is a large idol that has made the Lord very jealous. Suddenly the glory of the Lord of Israel was there just as I had seen it before in the valley. Then the Lord said to me, son of man, look toward the north, I looked and there to the north beside the entrance to the gate near the altar stood the idol that had made the the Lord so jealous. Son of man, he said, do you see what they are doing? Do you see the detestable sins the people of Israel are committing to drive me from my temple? But come and you will see even more detestable sins than these. Then he brought me to the door of the temple courtyard where I could see a hole in the wall. He said to me, Now son of man, dig into the wall. So I dug into the wall and found a hidden doorway. Go in, he said, and see the wicked and detestable sins they are committing in there. So I went in and saw the walls covered with engravings of all kinds of crawling animals and detestable creatures. I also saw the various idols worshipped by the, lo- the people of Israel. Seventy leaders of Israel were standing there with the Jehazaniah, son of Shephon, in the center. Each of them held an incense burner, which from a cloud of incense rose above their heads. Then the Lord said to me, son of man, have you seen what the leaders of Israel are doing with their idols in dark rooms? They are saying, the Lord doesn't see us. He hasn't deserted our, he has deserted our land. Then the Lord added, come and I will show you even more detestable sins than these. He brought me to the north gate of the Lord's temple and some women were sitting there weeping for the God Tamaz. Have you seen this? He asked, I will, but I will show you even more detestable sins than these. Then he brought me into the inner courtyard of the Lord's temple. At the entrance of the sanctuary, between the entry room and the bronze altar, there were about twenty-five men with their backs to the sanctuary of the Lord. They were facing east, bowing low to the ground, worshipping the sun. Have you seen this, Son of Man? he asked. It is nothing to the people of Judah that they commit these detestable sins, leading the whole nation into violence, thumbing their noses at me and provoking my anger. Therefore I will respond in fury, for I will neither pity nor spare them, and though they cry for mercy, I will not listen." Ezekiel chapter nine. Then the Lord thundered, bring on the men appointed to punish the city. Tell them they bring to bring their weapons with them. Six men soon appeared from the upper gate that faces the north, each carrying a deadly weapon in his hand. With them was a man dressed in linen who carried a writer's case at his side. They all went to the temple courtyard and stood beside the bronze altar. Then the glory of the God of Israel rose up from between the cherubim, where it had rested, and moved to the entrance of the temple. And the Lord called to the man dressed in linen, who was carrying the writer's case. He said to them, Walk through the streets of Jerusalem, and put a mark on the foreheads of all who weep and sigh, because of the detestable sins being committed in their city. Then I heard the Lord say to the other men, Follow him through the city, and kill everyone whose forehead is not marked. Show no mercy, have no pity. Kill them all, old and young, girls and women and little children, but do not touch anyone with a mark. Begin right here at the temple. So they began killing the 70 leaders. Defile the temple, the Lord commanded. Fill its courtyards with corpses. Go. So they went and began killing throughout the city. While they were out killing, I was all alone. I fell face down on the ground and cried out, O sovereign Lord, will your fury against Jerusalem wipe out everyone left in Israel? Then he said to me, the sins of the people of Israel and Judah are very, very great. The entire land is full of murder. The city is filled with injustice. They are saying the Lord doesn't see it. The Lord has abandoned the land. So I will not spare them or have any pity on them. I will fully repay them for all they have done. Then the man in linen clothing who carried the writer's case reported back and said, I have done as you commanded. Hebrews chapter five, every high priest is a man chosen to represent other people in their dealings with God. He presents their gifts to God and offers sacrifices for their sins. And he is able to deal gently with ignorant and wayward people because he himself is subject to the same weaknesses. That is why he must offer sacrifices for his own sins as well as theirs. And no one can become a high priest simply because he wants such an honor. He must be called by God for this work, just as Aaron was. This is why Christ did not honor himself by assuming he could become high priest. No, he was chosen by God who said to him, You are my son, today I have become your father. And in another passage, God said to him, You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. While Jesus was here on earth, he offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death. And God heard his prayers because he, of his deep reverence for God. Even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. In this way, God qualified him as a perfect high priest and he became the source of eternal salvation for those who obey him. And God designated him to be high priest in the order of Melchizedek. There is much more we, could, we would like to say about this, but it's difficult to explain. Especially since you are spiritually dull and do not seem to listen. You have been believers for so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you, again, the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the de- difference between right and wrong. Psalm chapter 105, verse 1-15. through 15. Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him. Yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Exult in his holy name. Rejoice, you who worship the Lord. Search for the Lord and for his strength. Continually seek him. Remember the wonders he has performed, his miracles and the rulings he has given. You children of his servant Abraham, you descendants of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His justice is seen throughout the land. He always stands by his covenant, the commitment he made to a thousand generations. This is the covenant he made with Abraham and the oath he swore to Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob as a decree and to the people of Israel as a never ending covenant. I will give you the land of Canaan as your special possession. He said this when they were in few in number, a tiny group of strangers in Canaan. They wandered from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another, yet he did not let anyone oppress them. He warned kings on their behalf, do not touch my chosen people and do not hurt my prophets. Proverbs chapter 26 verse 28. A lying tongue hates its victims and flattering words cause ruin.